When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hello. Hello, hello. Well, guys. <laughs> finally got me. <laughs> we are coming to you from separate locations because Carrie O'Donnell has been stricken down by the novel coronavirus. I do believe I have been exposed and woke up with COVID symptoms. So to be safe... Quite a chill. Yes. A, quite a twist. So to be safe, to keep Laura and Tony safe, I am coming to you live from Hollywood. <laughs> I, today, because like whenever someone I know has COVID, I just immediately assume that I have COVID. And I woke up today and I was chilled to the bone and i was like like all morning and then i was like i for sure have covid like there's no fucking way and then i i took a test it was negative and i think i'm just was just cold (laughs) i left a window (laughs) open and it got a little cold last night (laughs) it was freezing last night it was and it was cold today and i was just like okay this is classic like the classic covid classic covid loves to strike fear into your heart and like cause drama when it's really medium drama it's the drama. low to medium yeah, yeah. it was a draw it was literally a window yeah i'm as i'm about to take i will be testing today but i went to bed with i had the worst chills of my life so i'm assuming it's nothing else but miss rota <laughs> yeah Ms. Two and a She's half years into the last. pandemic. Yeah, finally. Honestly, yeah, like it was. Everyone's getting it. Everyone's it's getting eventual. it. It's eventual. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever strain you're getting is like at this point, just like a light tap, like a love tap. Yeah, didn't love the initial tap, but I'm glad I'm vaccinated and boosted. Yeah. Um. Okay, wait. We have to talk about. The show of the century, which is the, the staircase. staircase. HBO Max, you've done it again. An HBO Max fucking joint. I, so you all know that I was like deeply resistant because they didn't cast like just a fucking liquid sex pot to play David Rudolph, the hottest man alive. And I was furious at that. And I had told myself I shan't be watching. Who's he again? He's the lawyer. Oh. I'm like, please pay attention. But then I heard that it had gotten really good reviews and I started watching and was immediately hooked. I'm back in a huge place of staircase. And I know that you're watching as well. 
I'm yeah. hooked. Uh, it's kind of got everything. Parker Posey, Tony Collette, Rosemary DeWitt. I know. The cast is insane. Patrick Schwarzenegger. He's serving. He's good. He's good. Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. Odaya Young, who I love. Odessa Young. Oh, she plays, is she, she the, plays like, the... Kind of the freak daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the... the serves tbd and she serves it well she's up on a platter yeah david rudolph is a sexy character he's so sexy and in the original documentary like that i had a parasocial crush relationship that destroyed my life briefly when i watched the original documentary and i was so obsessed with him it was on the on par with my like James Gandolfini obsession and like really? a later uh, yeah it was like why I was like romantic okay so I'm not I'm, I'm not coming I believe you I'm just I'm just curious oh no I, I don't think you're coming for me and I'll happily explain I okay so number one I think he uh looks kind of like my dad so then there's it hits a daddy issues button mm. number two he just has like such swagger and I feel in my heart of hearts that he's a, mi- a bit shorter than me. And I just love a guy with swagger who's shorter than I am, who's like really good at his job and knows it and like is kind of a dick about it. That right. really get that gets me off. And then <laughs> a short king, <laughs> a short king. A short king with swagger is uh, and then yeah, and uh, everything he did, I was just like, he's fucking so hot, and yeah. I got real, I got really obsessed with him. He's really good at his job. He, he's so good at his job. He's cynical, but not to a point of writing him off as a person. Well, he's he has critical. He's like critically thinking at all times, which is very like attorney thing to do. No, I'm into it. I I'm horrified by Michael Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I love this because we stand firmly on like polar opposite sides of Of the staircase of the staircase. You're at the top of the staircase and I'm at the bottom. uh, Well, let's hope not. (laughs) I think okay, he so killed her. You, you go. You think he killed her. Yeah. I think maybe it was... I don't think it was premeditated. But I think he, like, had a burst of rage and, like, pushed her and she slipped. And then he didn't know what to do, so he just finished the job. With the blow poke. Yeah. But I don't think... I think it was, like, half accident, half... Because he... He's an angry man, and I think he had a moment of, like, maybe he, like, pushed her away, and she fell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, but I don't think he was planning on killing her. I actually think he loved her. Mm-hmm. But I think he had an anger problem. And she was putting it together, I think, that he was living this double life. So you think she didn't know he was bisexual and he was fully hiding that from her? And then there was like a confrontation about it that turned, that took a turn. I think she probably knew. I think she had, maybe he did tell her that he had been with men before, but I think she had 
I don't think she knew the extent of his philandering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think, I think maybe she was cool with the fact that he has had attraction to men, but I don't think she knew he was actively fucking dudes. So I think maybe, but honestly, I don't know if that was even what there was a confrontation about. I think it maybe was about money or do you know what I mean? Like, I think maybe she was like, you're buttering me up again to give money to to pay for your kids or to help your ex-wife out. And then he snapped. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know if it was necessarily about sex. Yeah. I do think that if anything about sex, it's that she found out that he fucked the guy that he she used to babysit. Mm-hmm. That would be, I would be like, if I were her, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> rein it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you not? Can you just Can you not like, fuck? Maybe maybe go more anon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it to the gym. Fuck mm-hmm. someone there, or like yeah. someone that you meet at a restaurant getting a smoothie or something. Just like don't. Or just okay. outside the county lines. Fair. A lot of travel, but fair. I stand firmly in a place of owl theory. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I truly do believe that it was a horrific accident or mm. I don't think that he killed her. I see I see the anger and the ability to like snap or have like a harsh moment, but I don't think that that translates into like doing something violent or like laying hands on someone. I think that it is also very concerning that he lied about the Purple Heart, like that he has a track record of being like lying about stuff. But I also think that the kind of lies that he tells are that's different than like killing your wife and lying about it. Mm. And I think that it's a bisexual witch hunt and playing on like people's gay fear and panic like that's what the defense teams like or the prosecution's whole approach is based on but i really think i don't think i just don't think he did it and also david doesn't think he did it either so and he's truly like and i trust him with my own hmm. life i yeah i i do agree that there is gay slash biphobia and people taking gay sex to a place of like, oh, of course he's a murderer. He fucks men. So I think that there's, and I think that the show does that well where they show when the DA and his team, like in Parker are going around and sort of making jokes about the gay sex. It's like people are so quick to assume someone's character is, more nefarious if they are sleeping with men or woman sleeping with woman. Mm-hmm. And I think with men, it's, I think there's another layer when it's a man doing it with a man. Cause it makes them for some, I think people are so disgusted by that, especially. Well, I think that it's like the furtive, like secretive nature mm-hmm. of like a, homosexual relationship back in the early 2000s or like even like homo curiosity or whatever it's like the secrecy around that makes it seem like 
it's bad, but it seems like it's bad because it's a secret, but you're keeping a secret because everyone thinks it's bad. So it's just like a never ending cycle that continues. And like, even when his kids are like, or the girls, like he lied about his sexuality. Like you live in fucking North Carolina. I don't think your dad is going to like be like in the South. Like, Oh, by the way, I'm bi. And like, I fuck dudes all the time. But like, yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah. And just the, the like way that the policeman had it out for him a little bit, like, cause he was a little a cab. Yeah. And like critical of the man, so to speak. I just don't I just don't think he did it. I don't think that that lawyer I don't think David Rudolph would have represented him and fought so hard if he thought he didn't do it. And he spent so much time with him and like worked so passionately on this case. And even after he was like convicted and went to jail for years and then finally got out and had the whole thing like he it was like something where he admitted I guess he had to admit to it in order for them to like free him or something years later but it was just so he could get out of jail and like that was a compromise but I just don't think that like I don't know I for I my crush has colored everything and I only believe what David tells me and I really think that they had bad luck with staircase staircases it's also not really great that his other wife died on a staircase i don't love that but maybe he just like wasn't a stair he should have stayed away from two-story living areas (laughs) he should have been in a flat he should have been in a flat or a sensible like rancher yeah a ranch house would have been the sweet spot the less stairs the better i would say if one of my husbands died or wife died on a staircase i would say i might stay away from staircases from here on out yeah i mean maybe it's just so obvious but i do the former best friend slash probable lover was dying on the staircase is just (laughs) yeah i I don't come on that's a i don't love it I don't love it. He could have. He might have killed her too. The chance that like two very important people in your life both die on a staircase <laughs> isn't great. Isn't great. And I, I don't like either how he made his kids' whole identities even before the murder about him. He was. He's a narcissist, Michael. I, I think. How so. did he make their identities about him? He had this like false patriarchal. Where it's the Michael show. That's what I felt. Like the whole family sort of revolved around him. Mm -hmm. And Kathleen had to make sacrifices to appease him. And she was, I think, truly the glue of the family. But Michael just... There's families like that. Where it's like a big family and the dad has this sort of self-mythology of being this like the patriarch... And I think he had that and the kids, the dysfunctional dynamic he had with his sons, like pinning them against each other, sort of like, I just, I think he was kind of a shitty dad. Yeah. I mean, I don't get that vibe essentially, really, but I do. It's just sad because their family really did seem like really fucking good and like, Even in the documentary, I remember being like, damn, they're like 
all so close and like seem to have I mean every family has their dysfunction and shit like for some way more than others but I'm like it just seemed like their family was really close and this was a tragedy that I think is also fascinating because we'll never ever know we'll never know the truth we'll like never it's truly like you will never know what happened only God knows and like it tore their family apart only God and the owl only God and that damn owl. I wonder if that owl's still alive. How long do la- owls live? TBD. Honestly, 40 years. I trust, I love owls, but I also fear them. They're up to something. I mean, they're like the literal Brady Bunch. They are. And I, I felt bad that Caitlin had to separate from them. And I think that the, especially the sisters really missed her. And I understand why I understand the show is just so good at like showing what everyone's kind of going through. And I really understand her instinct to be like, what the fuck? Like, I have to get away from these people or like, this is crazy because it was her mom. Like, it's just her and her mom. And then it would seem insane. But I'm also like a blow poke, like her skull, if he beat her like she would have skull fractures and she didn't they were like scratches if you beat someone in the head their fucking skull is going to like break and they would have like contusions and shit like that and she had owl claw marks (laughs) she had the marks and (laughs) i did love i love her sisters Mm -hmm. i love when the sister just goes that motherfucker beat her what? And she just starts hitting the pillow. Like, that would be me. I'd be, like, just, like, even if he, I don't know, I would just be, like, I'm taking this fucker down. Yeah. And I think that there's an instinct to do that in these types of situations. And, like, the instinct to, like, find some sort of explanation or make it really cut and dry. Like, he had an affair and then they got in a fight and then he killed her and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I understand needing an explanation, but I also understand that just fucking tragic shit happens all the time that ha- for no rhyme or reason. But I, I do also understand that there, it probably does like lie somewhere in the middle. But until someone proves it, until God tells us, owl mm-hmm. theory all the way. Where are my owl theory girls at? Where are my That's owl Lena's at? That moment when she heard the owl hooting gave me the chills. She's there are critters in that house, and honestly, they could strike at any time. If I, I mean, as someone that suffered like a rat in the house problem, <laughs> and who also has fallen down, like my staircase is like a curved little staircase like that, and I truly have fallen down my own staircase. <laughs> At like I'm out, the, I'm out not from the top. I don't like not from the top to the bottom, but I've fallen like on that landing and really hurt my tailbone like multiple times. Oh. So you could like really hurt yourself on a staircase. TBD if you oh, like yeah. bleed out. Also, wait, when they fucking when Tony Clett reenacted that, I my jaw was on the floor. She's gonna win everything for this. Also her <laughs> You literally, you love a show coming out in a really powerful scene and then declaring that someone's going to win everything. Well, 
It kind of gave me Gwyneth in Contagion vibes when she's oh, on the autopsy de- table and her, her death slap scene. work. Mm-hmm. But just that Tony, because that was, I remember watching that and thinking that was really brave of Gwyneth to like do a scene where they literally <laughs> pull her scalp forward. But I think that that's like on a mannequin or like a fake body. I think they make like fake bodies or something for that. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought it was like a prosthetic. I think it's like they, I I would assume that they make like fake Anyway, Fake it disturbed me. <laughs> I love as it. Well. You're like an actor is all in. They will. <laughs> well, Tony they act alive. That scene. They act dead. They're in the slab. Like they are one. Tony committed in that spurting. And blood I was out. like, I, I see this. She's bleeding. Oh, it's so just those... horrible. Makes me want to rewatch the documentary, but I really have to tread lightly because. David calls my name in a way that I can't control. And I have to keep my wits about me. Also, like, that moment, that reenactment of, like, what possibly happened. Like, stuff like that does happen. It just does. Like, just, like, one just quick little misstep. And you go flying and, and you're dead. And, like, it, it just... You hit your head the wrong way? I mean, it's like... Natasha Richardson like you can have like a head injury and she was fine yeah and that was like obviously a very different scenario but like accidents happen that are inexplicable and horrible because that's called fucking life and living on the world but also her character is like Jerry playing (laughs) she's like they're like she's like born to die they're like everything she does like is leading to the eventual eventuality of her being consumed by death they thread that in really well just like like she was accident prone also like she could have had like she could have had a drinking problem she jumped into the pool like hurt her neck that is also like it's like you could die very easily like that oh yeah they took it to a place of 9-11 Ugh, right off the bat. I love that's when I knew. That's when I said, I love these goddamn filmmakers. Like they have taken it to 9-11, but also really stayed in a place of 9-11. And to that I applaud. I applaud them. They're really doing the work. We thought it couldn't be done. They're fucking doing it. I miss 9-11. Sometimes you miss it. <laughs> she woke up and she was like, Where am I? And he's like, I just flew two planes. And she goes, oh. <laughs> Slept right through oh. 9-11. <laughs> she had to go. I mean. We all, you all had to be. If you, privy. it's that You like, had to be privy for 9-11. If you you were, had to be were, front and center for 9-11 and confronted with it. And if you weren't, it's final destination. <laughs> Maybe we're onto to something. You have to, you got taken within 90 days. If you weren't marinated in the trauma of that day, mm-hmm. you simply weren't long for this world. No. Your soul was called. If you were of age and your brain was able to process grief and you weren't privy to none of <laughs> like all of well, us were. Yeah. 
I guess like she, the towers were still up when she. They were. Yes. But I let, I'm into this theory. Final destination theory. It's a new theory to throw into the mix. If owl theory gets thrown in, FD theory gets in too. 9-11 theory. This is me considering it. I love it's you. This is you need for like all a- the TikTokers. <laughs> this is not a TV screen. This is a painting. I literally universe. thought Carrie was in front of like a really dirty television screen, and that just the way the light was made it look like someone had sneezed on the TV or touched it like for years. And I was like just COVID. like, oh, you might, you might want to just clean that because I know this is gonna go on TikTok, and you're gonna get comments about like your dirty. TV screen and he was like no it's like a painting it's a photograph and it is a photograph of a galaxy so it is not actually dirty TikTok I got some really Mm. great feedback on my own vocal stylings and multiple people were like she sounds like Elizabeth Holmes and to that I say say, proud to stand with the girl boss of the ages and also, the only reason that you think that probably is because you just watched a Hulu show. You haven't been a Holmes head from the fucking jump because only now are people saying it. So. Hoot, hoot, hoot. Hoot, Hulu. hoot, hoot. Also, like, what's a girl to do? It's either you have vocal fry. No, or... I have that too. I get that as well. It's just people guess what this is how i am my very first memory as a child was me looking at myself in the mirror talking to myself and thinking you sound like a boy and it is what it is and i've always had a deep i had a deep little voice and that's just my truth and there's nothing i can do about it you've been born this way you have a gorgina voice i love my voice you have a perfect potting voice and the haters don't i know it I had the opposite problem growing up where I was like, I sound fucking gay and like a girl. Wait, you and had a then, high-pitched, you were a high-pitched queen mm-hmm. until puberty? Until ninth grade. So puberty. Yeah. And then your voice dropped into the depths of your balls. Because <laughs> you, you have a deep ass voice. I know. And it, I think the SIGs have made it deeper, but also, yeah, my voice dropped hard. But I was, I had a, I was like, I sounded like a little kid until I was 14. I can't imagine you with a high voice. There's home I'm videos. Obsessed, I'm obsessed with that. There's a home video of me from middle school, I think. Mm-hmm. Fifth grade, maybe. And I'm off screen at my Nana's house on Easter morning and I'm opening up a gift and I got a movie, like a VHS. And you hear me going, oh, my God, I really wanted this. <laughs> oh, my God, this is so great. Like, it was like, and I, I I saw it when I was like in college and I was like, gay. I was like, holy shit. Oh, my gay. God. Oh, my God, I wanted this. I would be like, Ugh. If my son did that, I would fucking throw a party. The mo- If I had a child, I had a son, and the moment I like knew he was gay, it would be fucking bar mitzvah time. Well, gay mitzvah. Ms. Shane Holes, <laughs> that did not happen in my house. <laughs> Don't I know it.
As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get i spend most of my life wishing that tony and i had more time together on this planet it's scary to think about mortality and time passing i do a lot of that don't we know it but you know what can help when it comes to obsessive intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday what therapy oh i've been in therapy since my mid-20s and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. Let's get into the reasons <laughs> of the season. Yeah. We're on the final episode. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. Bays of our lives. Of our lives. We're in the finale episode. I'm really sad, and I can't believe it's come to an end, doll. This episode depressed me. It was depressing, but I feel like it was also a cliffhanger. It was good. I and I want more, and I hope that Netflix. Sarah, mm. I hope Netflix decides to release Sarah into the Gold Coast and <laughs> move away from covering her life and stick to. I really need more Jess and Jade. Is what I came away from this episode thinking. I think that they should leave the Byron County lines and go straight to the Gold Coast. I want there should be two a thousand shows. jades. Yeah, there should be the Gold Coast, Golden, sh- Golden, Girl. Golden Showers, <laughs> Golden Girls, Gold Golden Coast Shiras. Girls, and a Byron. Because right now they're like just filming in between those two areas. This <laughs> yeah. is just Hintelin babes. An, <laughs> this is like an hour and forty five minutes away from Byron. The show is yeah, just I'm having now a party the in the Hintelins. Nathan's obsessed with the hinterlands. He loves it there. That party that he planned and set up for, that aesthetic is... Mm. I need to topple that. I need it to be burned and never... I need that extremely hetero... Oh, Tonya. Neon sign culture. Coachella, like, after party vibe. It has to stop. It must be stopped. We start off, Sarah, Sarah's in a place of top bun. Yeah, she's in, her battle with her hair versus her heart continues <laughs> and has gotten to a dark place. She never lets her hair down again. And that's how you know that she is battling a depression that could take her at any moment. She's on the verge of 5150 and she heads to Alex, which if you're on the verge of mental breakdown, I don't know if he's. That's the best shoulder to cry on, dear. I think he might be, though, because he will, like, take up the cause for you and just, like, do all the things that you need to be done. But, like, I can't imagine me having, like, a meltdown and going Mm. to my manager's office and then being, like, I, like, talking about, like, a guy that I was dating and it not working out and it sending me into a spiral. No, that's what I mean. Like, he works for you. Like, I don't know. I No, I mean, you should ha- get a friend. <laughs> Call a, a friend. Why don't you have... Also, why don't you have any friends in the Gold Coast? Why do you only talk to your mom? She doesn't have any friends. Why does everyone hate you? That's a great question to ask yourself in a situation like this. If you truly find yourself without a single friend, not even one friend... I'm going to say that the problem is likely you. It's not Byron, love. 
It's not Byron. It's not the Gold Coast. So Sarah goes to Alex, and she is saying... Well, Alex first, he goes, what's been happening? And Sarah goes, oh, just hanging out in Byron. <laughs> He's like, what's been happening? Like, you recording, like, asking that, I think, hoping that she maybe would say, like, I've finally recorded an EP, or, like, I have these tracks that I would love you to listen to, or, like, work's picking up, maybe I'll play at a coffee shop this week, and instead, she he gets the worst answer possible that you can hear as a manager, which is just hanging out in Byron, and then she goes, we're having night, he, she's, like, complaining about Nathan, blah, 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 and then Alex goes, wherever Nathan goes, drama seems to follow, and then... She says that she's really on the fence about staying in this city because of what's going on with Nathan. And she goes, am I just flogging a dead horse by staying here? And I wrote, does she know that she can stay even if she and Nathan don't date? Like, she could stay. That happens a lot. She's so codependent. And Alex goes, Alex is basically like, all right, go home. Yeah. I mean, what do you say to like, it's like, this is your client and your client is coming to you being like, I can't stay here and work on my career because a guy that I've dated for three weeks, like may or may not be sleeping with other people. You have to be like, you have to release at that point. <laughs> you can't convince, you can't convince. It's not worth your time or energy to be like, no, stay, please. Cool, put it into a song, doll. Like, no, you got to be like, just go. So then they can go and you can like never email with them again. Because <laughs> I don't think you can fire them in that, in that situation. You don't want to be like, well, you're fired because you're just going no, to add. Soft, yeah, it's a it's soft, a soft fire. firing. He goes, you know, I have to say on Jade's y'all, I've never seen you so happy. And she's like, yeah, I was so at home and at peace there and he's like all right so go <laughs> be gone <laughs> i'm obsessed and she's also like hasn't even spoken to nathan or l about this but it's Mm-mm. still like i might have to just go is has jumped no. to the furthest conclusion and then she's like well i, I guess i will speak for nathan or, and we'll speak to nathan and l see what's going on he's just like i don't want to have to wake wake up every morning and wonder what problems is Sarah going to present to me today? What's she crying about now with this guy that she dated for five minutes? With this virgin. <laughs> and has based her entire existence around. It's really she has She like has given up carrying her keyboard. She hasn't carried her keyboard in weeks. I know. <laughs> That's when you know it's bad. When she puts down her keyboard and her hair goes into a bun, it's time to get hit the Gold Coast again. We'll talk about her hair later, her other hair. Also, why would you, if you really, if everyone hated you in the Gold Coast and hates you here, you might as well just stay here because you have more career opportunities. She might as well just move to L.A. Yeah, that could actually be, I think she would do well for herself in L.A. But I don't think at this point they were allowed to leave. The continent, love, because of fucking COVID. <laughs> There's really only so far you could go in the entertainment industry in Australia in the past two years. The only person that got out in time was Ribble. And I'll never forgive her for that. Everyone else trapped. Didn't hear from 
and I'll see it for weeks, for months, for years, doll. But Rebel got out, and she's plagued the US with her own type of virus ever since. And we will never be the same, ever. <laughs> Rebel. Rebel. No, Rebel has a deal with the US government. She could be a spy. That's my only explanation for her career. She's working She's working in, in tandem mm-hmm. with the Australian and British and US government. Yeah, I don't trust it at all. She got to take Air Force One. She's been posted up on Air Force One. So Nathan, because everything has to revolve around Sarah, Nathan is planning a party in the, out in the hinterlands for Sarah. Yeah. To, to so- show that people like her. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's pretty sad. Apply them with alcohol so they'll like accept her for one second, I guess. Like, go for it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm still scared she's going to go back up to Goldie. So I'm throwing a party for her in the hinterlands. And Kai's like, that's so nice, man. Kai loves it. Nathan and Kai are together now. And Simba and Elias are also together. Oh, at the end? Yeah. They're like in a relationship. That shot of them? Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So Kai's really supporting Nathan's Hintelin's journey. And then we cut to Saskia. Jess and Jade are chilling by a pool and just like watching whales fly out of the ocean in the distance. And this is my passion in life. They see a literal humpback whale. Christing. Break the surface. And they go, oh, look, there's a whale. And Jade goes, what? (laughs) And then they go, that's so crazy. I'm like, if I saw that, maybe this is just how things are in Byron. This is how things are in Byron. I would fall to my knees and like believe in God again. Yeah. This is like all I want to do is see a fucking whale. I've been craving whale energy for years now. And I will see one someday, but, like, that's my absolute dream. I saw some porpoises when I was at the beach, like, a week ago, and it changed my life. Like, it alters your DNA. always good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good luck. And seeing, like, these regal aquatic creatures, dull, doesn't get much better than that. I don't... I was thinking I truly don't think Jade knows what a whale is. Jade's very clueless about everything, which I am obsessed with because Jade is only concerned with his followers, his fake tan lines, and hanging out with Jess. He's not clued in to anything that's going on around him that doesn't, like, concern his own interests. And that's a character trait that I can really respect. Also, I was thinking he might have legit followers from Turkey because I feel like he frequents the Turkish med spas. I think I believe Jade and I believe his followers. It's the most followed male in all of Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah goes to Nathan's. They sort of sit up in the back on the slab of uh, concrete. Oh, well, they well first at the lunch, the whale lunch. Jess goes, the tan lunch in the Goldie yesterday was hectic. 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 I went to a hectic rave this weekend and my friends, yeah, it was, and it was truly hectic. I kept saying that. Multiple people agreed. 
I was you do a little keg. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I did. I had fun with my friends. Um, and I was glad to be out, but the rave itself started off really promising and then devolved into just like very hectic energy. It was a promising was young in- woman. It was a promising young woman and then became an annoying young woman. It like was in Chinatown and this DJ that I really like, DJ Harvey, who is like, it's like very like I've heard of disco. Yeah, like disco queer music, like really good. There's always like a good gay turnout. He was like opening for some other DJ that felt very like straight. So it went from being like, extremely queer vibes with like a lot of personal space to dance and like do your thing to like straight just pushing through the crowd trying to get everyone was trying to get somewhere but like there was nowhere to go and so it was just like constantly being pushed could not get any like personal space as soon as you thought you like had established your little rave zone someone would push past or like jostle you and then when you're on K, like getting jostled, it's like the only kind of jostled I want to be is like we're all dancing and enjoying. So we're all jostling each other. But people like pushing back. And then also people were just full blown standing on the dance area with their back turned to the DJ, having like loud conversations with each other. And I'm like, that's not also not what this is. The streets is ruin everything. Yeah. And I think, I think also they have like a VIP bottle service offering, which is very weird for you shouldn't have that at raves. And that was all behind the DJ booth. So you had to go through the dance floor area to get to that. And then I think everyone was like frantically trying to get to that zone. So it just created a lot of like pushing. It was just like a bad vibe. That's not a rave. It was that's a hectic was hectic it was downright hectic well anyways that's my rave story and then jade says hannah was there like a naval officer coming in and dropping bombs <laughs> a naval okay. naval officer i believe it air force maybe navy air force Not amy or <laughs> she was air force amying the, Remember at the air party force before. Amy. i'll never forget Air Force Amy was the reason for the season. Cat House, one of the best shows. A filthy show, but also so good. Dennis, may he rest in peace. A real one. An Air Force Amy. Amy was out of control. She had Renee energy. She's everything to me. One of my dad's really good friends, when he found out that I like loved reality TV, he was like, oh, you should talk to like XYZ or whatever. I'm not going to out him. But he was like, he's he had like spent time in the cat house with like one of the girls and then was like, ta- like would frequent like one of the prostitutes there. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. I, I remember that. love that for you. <laughs> I remember this one moment when Air Force Amy is trying to like win Dennis back in one moment, and she has like she goes up to him, he's just sitting at the bar, and she like starts like fucking his knee. You gotta do what you gotta do in the cat house. And she's going. Oh. I remember that too. I was like. 
That show somehow made me gayer. Oh, that show turned me into a fucking lesbian. Like, I would watch that show, like, secretly at my dad's house and, full like, masturbate. Like, it was truly, it was incredible. Merging my two passions, like, a reality and, like, porn, essentially, into one, into a comedy, a sitcom, an ensemble sitcom. It's funny, though, because so many gay men watch that show. It was seminal. If you're queer, it was a seminal. It is a very... You're so right. That and real sex. That was also, like... Because it was... They were, like, documentaries. So it wasn't like I was outright, like, downloading porn on the computer. And you could, like, change the channel really fast. Or, like, pretend like you were just channel surfing. And it happened, like, if you got caught. But I was titillated. Like, constantly titillated by fucking real sex. And fucking... Taxi Taxi cab confessions I didn't like truly get because I was like, I don't want to be like confessed to like I want to see like weird sex acts happening. I don't want to hear about them. Like I want to experience them. The girl that Dennis got with. Remember when he did he leave Amy and then he got with like a very young girl and she had bleach on hair, red nails and just talked in a breathy voice all the time and called him daddy. I think I remember that. I was Real like, sex was always like some loft or at some loft in old Soho. <laughs> it was always like a group sex vibe. It was like, now we're in Brazil on a bus where everyone gyrates, but also they all <laughs> fuck sometimes. Or like, we're at the loft in Soho. And we're going to take a sex class and we're all going to like l- fuck each other on a sponge. Like, <laughs> on like one of those. <laughs> incline things like hit the girl's G spot. And I was like, God. <laughs> I don't think I could have sex in a group. Because <laughs> it was I don't think I could have sex. But it was also scenario. like but it was also a oh <laughs> I was like, these people are freaks. I don't think I could do that. No. <laughs> but I was I was like I was always like I just wanted to see boobs. I was in it for tits. I just was like, none of the people were that attractive. And I was always just like, oh, I, don't, a, I should not be seen. It was, it was sick and wrong, but in a way that was so right. I was just in it for boobs, and you could always get a good pair of knockers like somewhere in the mix. And the music was like, do, 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 do. And it'll always be like someone so proud of be of like whatever they're doing and like explaining it. They're really passionate about it. And then it always just devolved into like group sex. But like lessons. It was very pre-9-11. It was totally. I was on re- I was on Real Sex the reboot. You were I'm on in it? an ep- I'm in an episode. What were you doing? Talking about Talking a sponge. <laughs> This is talking about uh, like a one night stand I had um, dating on Tinder, like dating apps and like having sex with a guy that I met on a dating app. And I oh, did you were, it like interviewed. I was interviewed and I told my truth and I did it partially out of just like deep, my deep love and appreciation for real sex, but also 
my friend Chris McCarble was directing the reboot. And so he had like mm. asked me, but it all worked out. So that was my ode to my masturbation was a preteen watching. <laughs> Real so cool. a, full, a full circle moment. Look it up. Look it up, guys. Sarah goes to Nathan's. They sit out on the concrete around the pool, and it looks really uncomfortable. This whole house, there's something about Nathan and Nail's house that is really uncomfortable. Major Encino vibes. But it's also, like, dark. Yeah, there's it's like a, it's no like sunlight. It's like a dark cave-like scenario, even when you're, like, outside. I'd be and afraid it, to uh, live there. Well, the house is also haunted by Elle stalking around her flowing robes standing yeah. in the kitchen she was also in a place of kitchen island <laughs> she's an island gal I was like, I s- she was an island gal i see her i was like i see you there Witch. by the way the trailer for girl strip season two looks unbelievable is that the housewives girl trip oh yeah i thought you meant like girls trip <laughs> oh no 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 not the movie like the, with tiffany haddish, tiffany haddish. I'm talking I'm about like, season no it does look incredible possessed vicky vicky's such great tv vicky is fucking mvp shit you cannot try as you might you cannot even get close to the level of art that vicky produces simply by being vicky and on top of that her plastic surgery looks fucking good kodo has helped she has done well. Yeah, she fucking killed it on the plastic surgery game. She looks natural. She looks very like beautiful. Like it was like tweet, but still looks like her. I was like, mm. she's got it going on. I don't agree with her <laughs> her outlook, but I I fucking appreciate that she exists, and I am yeah, glad that she graces us with her presence on TV. Because without her, we had nothing. We'd have rebel. And seeing her and Tamara together is just incredible. We need it. I'm craving drunk Brandy. And Dorinda. I feel like someone will die. Like someone has died this season and they didn't tell us. Vicky just going, where are we? <laughs> so not I feel like Vicky's someone's going to like lose their like or like die for like five minutes but have to be like like CPR Vicky back will. to life. Yeah. Like I feel like that could happen. Vicky brought opera level theatrics to Real Housewives. She's like Lucille Ball level. She literally almost died in Iceland because she had did too much coke or Adderall. <sighs> I she had like love a, heart attack. a Bravo Liberty's like stimulant habits. There ain't nothing like it. It's incredible. So Elle stalks out to the patio to sit across from Nathan and Sarah. And she With sits down and she goes, tinctures. I'm surprised to see you here, but happy. And I was like, get out. This is get out vibes. Mm-hmm. Sarah and Nathan are awkwardly kind of spooning each other across from Elle, who's just giving Sarah a smile that could kill so many. Mm-hmm. And she basically says, like, gives a very half-assed, 
apology without really owning anything that she did or said about Sarah, but says she like wants to move forward and no hard feelings, etc. And then Sarah confronts Nathan and Elle or says like, oh, I've heard that the two of you are like hooking, have hooked up or kissed in the past. And I truly do believe that Nathan and Elle are lying to her in this moment. Of course. I mean, Nathan's face gets beat red. I think they're edited to look even sketchier than they actually were acting. But I think that they were acting really sketchy because they are fully like have hooked up. I think they've definitely done more than just kiss. And also you fucking live together. You don't live. Straight people don't just live with other straight people of the opposite sex. No, they and fuck. Not, and not fuck. Sorry, you're fucking. Yeah. Period. And he goes, Elle goes, I'm in a committed relationship, Sarah. She goes, like, I'm with Steph. Steph. And you're with Nathan. And I was like, this is fucking gaslit. Rosemary's Julia baby. Ro- Julia Roberts is Martha. You know, have you seen those? <laughs> yeah. Those ads. The ads are everywhere for the movie Gaslit, which I'm like, can this come and go already? Like, no one's going to see this shit. And Julia's wigs. Julia's um, wig. I mean, I do support her, love her, but also, too. like, let's, like, stop enough with the Watergate shit. Literally, you think anyone of age is going to go see that movie studios? I'm like, everyone that's interested in that movie, they don't passed. go to theater. Yeah, they don't go to theaters anymore. Or She's in a new movie based on a book I love called Leave the World Behind that I can't mm. wait for. I'm here for the Julia Sants. Always always so sarah's basically like yeah you guys are lying to me but okay yeah i wrote nathan and Elle are gonna fuck as soon as sarah leaves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is like foreplay for them <sighs> they're gonna fuck in the pool showgirl style Oof, another <laughs> great one <laughs> but it's gonna be nathan who's slapping his head mm-hmm. Elle is gonna pick him up and fuck him on the side of the pool <laughs> she uses him Mm-hmm. She first day. <laughs> Wait, I read. Okay, so a friend of mine is like obsessed with romance novels, and I needed some book recommendations. So I was like, I need your list of like best romance novels that I should crack into. And I st- I read this one over the weekend called The Red, and it's one of the craziest pieces of erotica like just straight up erotica that I've ever laid eyes on and it like (laughs) is all about I won't give any of like the major plot twists away but I highly recommend if you're like meeting an erotica journey and really want to be like thrown for a loop you should absolutely get this book ASAP if you're a real sex head you know what I mean and so the main character, Mona St. James, Mona Lisa St. James, she owns a <laughs> she owns an art gallery that's like really struggling. And then like a very handsome man shows up and he's like, I'll save your gallery, but you have to be my whore for a year. And then she's like, fine, I'll do whatever it takes. So then he's like he like comes to her once a month and just like fucks her brains out and all these like really 
kinky situations. And then at one time, and then afterwards, he'll like leave her like a Degas or like some sort of painting that she can sell that will save the gallery. And she meets like this. She has one of the Degas appraised by this guy named Sebastian, who's like a cutie that she's like into. And at one point, she decides that she's going to fuck Sebastian because she's mad at her lover. And wants to prove that, like, she's over him and can fuck someone else. And she has sex with Sebastian. And he fists her. And she she loves it. And he's, like, horrified. No, she, like, is, like, she makes, she's, like, wants, she's, like, fist me. I'm fist. And he fists. And he's horrified at the fist. He can't believe that he fisted her. And she's, like, oh, you're disgusted by me. She's like, you're disgusted by me because you fisted me. You think I'm a whore? And he's like, you are a whore. And then they fuck again. But he's like disgusted and they're fucking. And then after they fuck, she goes, here, take this. I don't want it. And throws the Degas drawing at him. And she goes, I just paid you for sex. So who's the whore now? And I was like, wow. I was like, are you ready for it? Fucking Mona Lisa St. James. I was like, she's got this shit on lock. I was all in. So I, based on that alone, you guys need to read the red. I'm not even fucking kidding. I said, I, I, I see how this is gonna go. <laughs> the fister becomes... The, the fister becomes the power. I was like, do I need to get fist now? I was like, Whoa. I was like, she's making this sound good. <laughs> it changed a lot. It changed like a lot of. She's a proud whore. <laughs> he was horrified. He was disgusted at him fisting her and her loving it. She goes, "Who's the whore now?" I was like. This is powerful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, fuck Fifty Shades. That's not red. even the crazy. We need that. That's, what? Fuck Fifty Shades. We need that. No, Fifty Shades has nothing on this. Fifty Shades was tame. It was some bullshit. You read this. Talk to me when you've read the red. Talk to me when you've met the old proud whore, Mona Lisa St. James. Where my redhead's at. Okay, anyways, we're going to get back on track. Kai randomly leads the women in a painting class. He's like, yeah, so I want everyone here to just express themselves through color. And Elle goes, yeah, I'm going to use use black because I'm hurt. (laughs) (laughs) He has, like, Hannah and Jess and then invites Elle to the art therapy and when Elle's walking up, Hannah's like, I can't believe you're inviting her. Oh, my God. And Jess is like, oh, my God. What's going to happen? And then Elle starts to walk up and everyone goes, she's here. She's here. And Hannah, like, puts her paintbrush on her lip and is, like, twirling it around. And Elle arrives and Hannah looks over at her and she goes, thank you for blocking me on Instagram. And Elle goes, you're so welcome. These two. And then it really, these two are starting. I need, and then El, I need to, like, I need to read this full transcript of what happens. It was incredible work all around. 
Elle goes, Hannah. Low energy mm-hmm. aggression. She goes, Hannah, you really are two-faced. And Hannah goes, I am not two-faced, Elle. And Elle goes, you are. And Hannah goes, I'm not. And then Elle goes, I'm happy for us to not be friends, Hannah. And Hannah goes, I'm so happy for us to not be friends. At that point, Hannah was speaking in an American accent. I, she she was. literally goes, I am actually so happy for us not to be friends. She's, and I was like, she's an American girl. She's an American girl doll. my American girl. <laughs> she goes, you're literally two-faced. And she goes, I'm not. And she goes, you are. And she goes, you are. And she goes, you are. And they said, you are to each other five times back and forth. And Hannah goes, I'm so happy for us to not be friends. And like the most. I was. She's. The power. From Santa Barbara. Also, her fight style is incredible. Or like confrontation where Elle is like, actually a two-faced. And Hannah's just doing a lot of blink work. She goes, you are two-faced. I am not two-faced. You are. You are. No, you are. You are. No, you are. <laughs> and everyone else is just like... I was like, I could listen to this. It's like two birds cawing at each other. It was gorgeous. Hannah blinking and like waving her paintbrush around. I was just like, she's my fucking queen. I need so much more of her. You are. Sarah calls her mom and she has the worst bangs I've ever seen. <laughs> I... <laughs> Come on. Tony. They were bad. No, they're really Tony's bad. holes just in my face. <laughs> Tony showed hole just now <laughs> on camera. Um, no, they were atrocious. I also was like, she t- she's FaceTiming her mom and she's like, so Nathan, there's just like rumors of him and Elle, his roommate, hooking up. And I just don't know if I can trust him. And I'm like, does her mom even know who these people are? Like, what is going on? She goes, do you think I should come home? And her mom goes <laughs> like. Her mom basically is like, IDK. Yeah, everyone's like, uh, I don't, do you think you should? Like, her mom is like, it sounds like maybe she just doesn't want to be there, which is fine, but don't blame it on all these other people. Own your fucking decision in life. Her mom seems a little bewildered by Sarah. I feel like Sarah has caused her some grief. Yeah. She kind of gives me. I think her mom probably just wants her psychotic daughter to be happy. And then it, if she, like, feels like she's not happy. Also, her mom's probably like, don't come home. I don't want you to live with me. The dynamic is very Camille Grammer and her mom. Where her mom always looks a little mm. afraid. Love. Do you think I should come home? Oh. Can't answer that. Nathan. Nathan throws. Oh, he's starting to set up his party. We're in the hinterlands. It's hell. Christmas lights. Saskia goes, Christmas lights. There's a neon sign. There's a disco ball. Everyone is on drugs. Yeah. Nathan's eyes, his pupils are... Molly. They're all in Molly. It's a Molly party. Yeah. Saskia goes, parties in Byron Bay, they're definitely anything goes. Anything kind of goes. And I was like, you're giving me so crazy energy. <laughs> like, anything goes. Yeah, what does that you mean? You literally just have string lights and, like, you dance. I love anything goes. I don't see you all having fucking real sex orgies at these parties. No. It seems like actually any not anything goes. Not. Only very specific things go. Seems like 2015 just hit the shores of Byron. Mm-hmm. They're a little behind. They're a little behind, I gotta say. Nathan's just, 
He's like, I've been trying to get, yeah, I've been trying to get in touch with Sarah all night and I just haven't heard back from her. Jade is like, he comes in and he, it just cuts to Jade and he's on the dance floor and you hear a voiceover and he's like, I came to Byron Bay with no friends and look at me now. I'm thriving. <laughs> and like, this is just stark difference from what Sarah's experienced. But also the only I think there was like some misogyny or whatever, yeah. but I think the only reason that Jade, like, Jade never asked, he never like presented like timid, like, please accept me. No. Like, she postures as a victim. Like, if you come into a social situation assuming the worst about people and then also being like so meek and like they can sense that you're very like self-worth is dependent on whether they accept you or not like you're setting yourself up for disappointment yeah nathan just came or jay just came in and was like guns blazing lips first yeah lip he came in lips first to the every party and was like just doing jade the entire time and the one person that talked shit to him he fucking dressed him the fuck down and then it never happened again no he showed dominance doll no and he has like the queen bee jess like under his thumb and now he's toast to the fucking town yeah. he can go back and forth from goldie to bar and he fits in both places he's by coastal love doll hannah comes into the party dressed as like almost famous yeah. like full almost famous cosplay with like shearling jacket and like headscarf penny lane and she strolls up penny lane and she strolls up to the table and jade goes you look so fucking hot <laughs> She goes, really? And does like a little twirl. Jade's loving her looks. And Elias and Simba showed up together, like arm in arm. They like are holding each other at the end of the night when the fireworks are going off. They're lovers. They're lovers. I want want them to be honest. Let's focus on that. Yeah. Let's cheers to that. Elle rolls up with Stav. Stav is gay. Her short king. Yeah. Sarah is crying to Alex. She's still in a place of bang. She goes... Yeah, I just, you know, I just can't compete with a flatmate that has feelings. <laughs> I honestly feel so crap. Every single person you meet is a flatmate with feelings yeah. in this world. Yeah. She goes, her driving, like, dramatically to Alex's office, she, like, looks in the camera, she goes, <laughs> and gets there, and she goes, this town has broken me. And I wrote, Sarah, on moving 45 minutes away from her childhood home and dating one guy who lives there for a week, <laughs> this town has broken me. <laughs> I think that's me when, like, the last guy I hooked up with, like, didn't respond to a text message. I think I went, for oh, this town has broken me. me. <laughs> this town has broken me. That's like when I can't when I call, like, my manager in the morning and don't get a call back for 48 hours, I go. This town has broken me. (laughs) I think this is when the show was like, Sarah, we thought you were going to be something else. Gotta go. You gotta go. I really hope, though, that they're releasing her back, like, into the wild and we don't ever have to follow up with her again. Me too. But because my gut instinct is that, like, this is just a cliffhanger and she's actually going to show up to, like, Nathan's party at, like, the stroke of midnight or something. She better not. She better go back to the Gold Coast, and I never want to hear a peep out of her again, doll. <laughs> I, know, I feel so crap. I feel so crap. This town has broken me. This town me. has broken me, Alex. Alex is like, oh, my she God. Goes, she goes, I've given this town everything I've got. 
<laughs> you've been there for four weeks. You've truly given. You literally have, have not. You've truly given nothing. Bye, bitch. You've given go girl. Give us literally nothing to this town. Zero. L back at the party. L Saskia and Jess all talking makeup, and L goes. I'm a big cuddly teddy bear who just wants to show everyone affection and spread my light. And I was like, keep your light off your me. assessment. Yeah. Of yourself could not be further from the truth. Lady, but keep your off. light away from me. Delusional queen. We love to see it. And I'm going to need more out of you next season. She's full Doty vibes. To totally. Me. Totally. And then she goes, being in love with Stav is like feeling the morning sun on your face and breathing in fresh air every single day. Good lord. Okay, well he he's gay, clearly. Like that's when I was like, no. That's not Also no. they get proposed to they get engaged on a swing. Stab literally goes he goes, I love you so much. And she goes, You're so cute. <laughs> and then he proposes to her. I I wrote, Are they gonna get engaged? Question mark, question mark. And then I wrote, OMG, shut up. He's not going to propose. <laughs> LOL, they're on swing. Yeah, wait, <laughs> Stav just proposed to Elle? And they're at Stav is gay. Then it cuts to Hannah's face and she goes, And they all, <laughs> Stav turns around and he goes, Everyone, I've asked this woman <laughs> to marry me. And everyone goes, <laughs> Lauren says her one other line of dialogue for this entire season. She goes, Stav is so amazing. <laughs> And then Jess looks over. Jess is standing with Jade. She goes, I cannot deal with that right now. And Jade goes, what? He had no idea what even happened. No, they're on. They're, Jade's in he's rolling. own world. Yeah. I can't deal with <laughs> Love, this right now. I cannot deal with that right now. What? The whale? <laughs> is the whale back? I love it. Look, there's whale. What? What's that? What? Alex arrives oh, yeah. and he heads up to Nathan. Drolls in. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, so uh, Sarah left to go to go back to the Gold Coast." <laughs> Nathan is rolling beyond. He's peeking. I love the idea of strolling into a party by yourself on behalf of someone that was dating the host of the party walking right up to the host, tapping them on the shoulder and being like, can I talk to you a minute? And then telling them that they're the person they've been dating very casually. It shan't be coming to the party. Because of you. Because of you. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> then we see Nathan's text to Sarah. <laughs> and one of them says, Sarah goes, I'm so tired. Such a mad day, though. Are you all good? <laughs> Seems like a really intimate relationship. Yeah. You guys were so close. You guys were so in love. So in love. I'm so tired. Hectic day. And then there's a firework moment, and it's like in Brokeback when Heath Ledger's standing, and there's fireworks shooting off behind him. And you just see Adam mm -hmm. and Elias and Simba, and they're just holding each other. They're fully embraced. Sexy. Sarah's straight up having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Get over it, sis. What if, what if Sarah goes and like, like some... vandalizes Byron? No, I feel like Saskia and Jess absolutely blame Sarah for the Byron floods. Oh, for sure. 
Because they blame her for everything. She brought she brought the Gold Coast with her. And with and that. And Byron flooded subsequently. And that's that. They go global warming. Look no further than Sarah from the Gold Coast. She's like a witch. Everyone they blames go her. Fuel emissions, gas, prices at an all time high. Sarah. Sarah. Mm hmm. Um, so I hope this, yeah, I hope this means Sarah's off the show for good. But everyone else, give me more. Need more. I need, there's one point where (laughs) Nathan's really upset that, like, Sarah isn't at the party. And, like, Kai comes up and he's like, yo, good night. And then Nathan's, like, sad. And then Kai goes, look around. All these people are here for you. And it cuts to Jess and Jade stumbling by in the background with their arms around each other. (laughs) Jess is wearing the, like, puffy coat that Jade, like, (laughs) that they were, like, designing together. And they're fully shit-faced stumbling. I was like, we got to focus on these two now. Like, I've had enough of this, like straight drama like just give me jade and jess they're like center them and that's it yeah like uh we need to like focus on jade sarah's goodbye i want to see enough jess and jade do a a road trip to the outback a walkabout they need to do a walkabout i want them to come face to face with tasmanian devil (laughs) rebel wilson (laughs) rebel wilson want them to go no i'm not gonna say it I'm trying to stay positive about Ribble. Well, thank you for being on this journey Guys, with us, loves. Dolls. What a journey it was, doll. Journey down under and beyond. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss them. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it to come back. Netflix, I beg of you, do the right thing. Can't. Fire Sarah. Fire Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know her last name. That's what I love, too, is that I don't know anyone's last name. Sarah Goldie. Sarah Keyboard. Sarah. Old keyboard holder. Guys, we're coming back with an explosive season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, it better be fucking better good be because fucking good. I'm feeling a little oppressed by the thought of 24 episodes. I won't lie. It's a lot. But it looks promising and... Remains to be seen how good it is, but I have feelings that Real Housewives of Dubai is going to be in fucking credible based on literally nothing except a gut feeling. I like you going, and? And I go, is he? <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is he? Um, so stay tuned. Mob Wives is going to drop now on Thursday. Housewives of Beverly Hills our recaps of those will drop on Fridays then starting next week Mob Wives will start dropping on Tuesday and then Housewives of Beverly Hills on Friday so this week you're getting three episodes and for patrons of the podcast you get four so you're fucking welcome you're fucking welcome you're welcome doll wish Carrie healing vibes I'm on the mend catch you on the Gold Coast doll bye Bye-bye.